0: Live from the 607, it's the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, where we're talking sports locally and nationally. Join the conversation on our social media with the hashtag ODPH, cause here we go. Welcome back for another edition of the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. I am your host, Ken M. Joining me in studio, as always, it's Padawan Jay. Hello, hello, hello. And making his triumphant return to the studio, it is your coach, my coach, the coach, Coach Duffy.
1: Wrestling. You know, slight side note, uh, since there are a little bit of sports here, I know we're going to talk wrestling, but since the Giants wide receivers are a little hurt right now, have you put in your application yet?
2: I was never sure-handed wide receiver. I was definitely the Short yardage back in high school. I mean, so, <laughs> I mean, as
1: shorthanded handed as they are, I'm sure they'd take you. But I digress.
2: Oh God, don't even yeah, don't even get me going on all the things that have come out of Giants camp. I'll save that for when we do the football preview show. Yeah, when, right.
0: when we have the football preview show, trust me, that's going to be very, very live because there's a lot to discuss in that it area.
2: To, it might literally be one episode me just venting on the Giants, and then part two will be the the rest of the NFC, and part three will be the AFC. we 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 have never <laughs> we have never done a three part <laughs> episode. I could literally go for an hour just venting right now
0: we have never gone for a three-part episode this might be something we might have to look into so i could pursue it i just saying hit us up on that hashtag hashtag odph join in that conversation if you want the three-part nfl preview episode (laughs) with one just coach duffy one segment full giant full sale we'll do it don't doubt us, folks. We will do it. But since this has been a relatively quiet week, I mean, the only thing that's been going on is technically the UFC, and there's yeah. been a lot of
2: action there. I did a parlay points blog, which is on OchoDuroParlayHour.com. dot com. It was that baseball thing or whatever. They still got what twenty four million games left in their season.
1: yeah something like that.
2: Yeah,
0: it's all right. The Yankees are in first, and that's, <laughs> that's all. Pat and I are kind of really focused yes. on. It's like the it's the drive now to the playoffs. So baseball will really start picking up now. Yeah, little by little, but as yeah. we start going into more and more then that's when we're really going to start dipping into it. Uh So we did our blog to cover the sports for the week, and we had a lot of people asking us, hey, are you going to do a wrestling recap episode? We haven't heard one in a while. So we figured, why not? Let's go do it. So we're going to kick that off. There's a big weekend of pro wrestling going on. The WWE has their SummerSlam pay-per-view going on Sunday. NXT TakeOver is Saturday. But it, since it's been such a while, we figured we'd kind of give the State of the Union address of what's been going on. Because mm-hmm. AEW finally got signed for their TV deal. That's been announced. And for the WWE, the programming lately, Pat, how would you describe it?
1: Hot garbage. Yeah. It's, and I'm being polite. I could be a lot worse, but hey, kids might be listening.
2: It's, it's been very interesting to stay league Coach, you got any feelings on that? Yeah, I mean, it's been rough. I, I know it's really popular to to smash on WWE television right now because it's low-hanging fruit, but, I mean, you got to call it as you see it, and it's been bad.
0: It's been very bad. I mean, one saving grace that we have is they had announced that there was going to be a change in creative. Paul Heyman was going to be taking over Raw. Eric Bischoff was going to be taking over SmackDown heyman we know is gradually working in uh, i don't think he has full control yet
1: no he doesn't have full control but there are some storylines or some things going on right now that he does have an influence over
2: yeah he's working on specific things with sp- uh, specific people right now
0: right so raw is starting to make a slow turn i think you're kind of seeing that a little more evident than in comparison to smackdown bischoff has not taking over the reins and SmackDown lately has just been a mess to watch.
1: Right. The the thing I keep reading with SmackDown because, you know, as weeks go by and SmackDown doesn't improve because it's well known and they've announced that Eric Bischoff is going to be having a role with SmackDown uh it gets worse and worse people are kind of sitting there going how can smackdown be this bad if eric bischoff is involved and you read the sites and you read the articles well bischoff is there and he's in the meetings but he's not exactly the head of the table you know running the discussions and running the conversations he's from what i understand and what i've kind of read online is he's just kind of trying to get his feet wet and familiarize himself with the environment as it is today because you know the last time he was there well things have changed in a few years
2: uh yeah i mean it's been uh inconsistent reporting Anyway, and what exactly his position has been, because I also heard that he was, you know, the, there was the rumors that he was just getting brought in to be the liaison between, you know, WWE and the transition of yeah. Fox. Yeah. So it's like, what exactly is his role? What isn't his role? You know, nobody's really actually stating. The only thing that they've said was Paul Heyman's going to be writing Raw. Right. So like, we knew that that is happening, you know? So it's like, what exactly Bischoff's going to be doing is interesting, but yeah. Yeah, I mean SmackDown for a while was actually a pretty good show. I mean, they were there was a run where it was better than Raw and now yeah. it's just it's especially with the transition to Fox, you think they'd be trying to peak and they're taking steps back.
1: Well, and you bring up the transition of Fox. The thing I've read in the last couple of days is because I know a lot of people's complaints and to a certain degree, mine as well, has been the whole wildcard rule. Vince introduced a couple of weeks or about a month or so ago and just how messy it is and how confusing it is. And it's gotten to the point where I know, Ken, you've said this and we've had discussions about this, that there are some weeks where you watch Raw and Raw is eh, so-so or, or crap. And then you go to watch SmackDown expecting to see storylines from those superstars because we're still in a brand split, technically. Like, outside of the quote-unquote wildcard rule where it's only supposed to be four asterisks, as many as they need for the the show, you know, are only supposed to cross over. But you're still supposed to have brand-specific storylines, brand-specific matches, you know, but that's not the case. The thing I have been reading is that once Fox takes over SmackDown, they will go back to how things were, where it was a hard Brand split. You know, you won't be seeing Drew McIntyre showing up on the weekly on SmackDown to help out Shane McMahon. No, he's on Raw. He will stay on Raw. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say, it's just, you know, the whole thing is just, I understand why probably Fox wants to do that because I don't necessarily think that they would want the cross promotion, I guess. I mean, you know, they would want a hard, fast, dedicated to their television programs, you know, standalone. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still under the WWE flag, so Uh they're going to cross-promote whether you want them to or not. So, yeah, I just – the whole wild card rule is just – it's messy. It doesn't look good. It – it just goes to show that WWE doesn't really trust themselves or the roster that no. they have to carry a show, and that's an issue when
1: it's when they first introduced it, I was like, okay, I can see some potential with this. you know, there might be some interesting matches that we you know we wouldn't normally get to see until they do the next brand shakeup or the next superstar shakeup. you know, so you know, I can see some potential interesting matches, but then you know the first kind of red flag for me was you know, they started off as like, oh, three superstars. Were allowed to you know cross over from you know Raw to SmackDown, SmackDown to Raw, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. Sure, you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to you know open the floodgates. And they changed it by the end of the night. It was, oh, hey, it's not three, it's four. And let's not forget, oh, if they're in a group, that only counts as one.
0: Yeah, when it's all that fly by night booking, yeah, it really doesn't resonate to the fans. And you see, the product is not sharp. It's not crystal clear. No, it's not what we expect as fans. That if you're just making up loopholes to get certain stars over there to boost ratings, I mean, we get it. But if you're saying it as a storyline purpose, it makes no
2: sense. Yeah, call a spade a spade. Just say that there's not brand split. Yeah, right exactly. Now, you know I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't think anybody would have got mad if they said, you know what? On second thought, we're just waving away the brand split. Anybody can go anywhere. You know, you never know what's going to happen on a yeah, WWE show. Yeah, you never show. know yeah. who's going to show winner. Yeah, you know? yeah. If you did that there wouldn't be an issue. But now that you're borrowing people left and right and there's no like, you know, connectivity between the shows, right. more or less it's like certain storylines are going on, but overall title pictures, I mean, when you're having your champions go on both shows and where they defend it, I mean, this is like getting back to when it was like the invasion angle. Yeah. <laughs> and people were coming out with the WCW title to defend it on a different show. It's like it just doesn't make sense.
2: Well, that was always my problem with the brand split. It was always like why not just unify the championship so there's one main champion. Then you have each show, because the problem is that they still tour, right? I mean, that's the, yeah. the crux of this. Mm-hmm. So that's why they have the multiple champions. So it's like, why not just have one main champion, then have your two you know, lower card champions, your U.S. and Intercontinental title, then one uh, women's superstar championship, and then your tag team, one tag team, or maybe two tag team championships, depending on what the roster looks like. And then you kind of go from there and you work your way backwards. That's how the brand split would work because then you have one champion as the perennial champion who has one number 1 contender and then that's when you can use your wild card yeah. to make storylines work because you'd have each show would have a number 1 contender I, and maybe they face each other on the go home show to see who's facing the champion At the pay-per-view coming up. Right.
1: I'm okay with them having two main champions because you look at it right now. Okay. Kofi Kingston is the WWE champion and Brock Lesnar is the universal champion. Let's just say for all intents and purposes, there's one champion and it's Brock Lesnar. Okay, you've got him in a feud right now with Seth Rollins, which, if I'm not mistaken, the the break between the last pay-per-view and this one was about four or five weeks. Mm -hmm. So, okay, you you build up the feud for him and Seth Rollins. What are you going to do with your top-tier guys on SmackDown for the better part of four or five weeks? That's kind of my one issue I have with that. Where I would be okay with is if they had one tag-team champion, because this is the thing you routinely see after every superstar shakeup where they kind of they they move the tag teams around you know raw might have the better tag teams for about a year nine months or however long it is between superstar shakeups and then they flip and all of a sudden smackdown's got the better tag teams. tag teams where they had you know they had revival they had the usos they had the new day and it was like oh these are really good tag teams and now you look at it, it's like okay now the better tag teams are at least on paper are on raw and you look at smackdown and go oh hey they have daniel bryan and, and rowan
2: all right, well, that's where I say the even though Brock being the champion works as being the one champion works the best because that is such a marquee name that, yeah, all right, your main top card guys on SmackDown don't have anything to do, but you can always fit them in somewhere, maybe have a number one title tournament. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or and I know that they hate tournaments, but, I mean, tournaments work. People do get attracted to them. They do bring in people to watch because it always creates new matchups. And it's such an easy way to write storylines and book because it's like, all right, you know what? Raw now had the title match last time. Now we're doing a number one title, you know, a number one contender match for SmackDown, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And, and then it makes Brock, who isn't going to be on either show. It makes sense why he's not on either show because right now he's the one champion that everybody's pursuing.
1: Although I gotta say, with regarding Brock Lesnar, correct me if I'm wrong. Since he came back, I think this is the most consecutive weeks we've seen him on TV.
0: Yeah, well, he doesn't have to train for UFC, so I mean, he's got some yeah. time to right. well, that. Well, that's the new deal.
2: They're desperate to have ratings right now, so they're like, we need Brock to show up.
0: And I think that's a very evident point you're bringing up too, Coach, because they're bringing back a lot of stars that are you know, in semi-retirement, shall we say. I mean, yeah. if you want to talk about the whole Undertaker-Goldberg match that happened, hey. which I'm not even no. going to get into. You're, hey. I don't even want to talk about it. It. You can hear my rant on the 3FNW show I did a couple weeks ago about that. Hey. But you just saw this past week, Trish Stratus is coming back to face Charlotte for SummerSlam, and they have Goldberg coming in for some reason.
1: Well, the Trish Stratus thing, while it is a little weird it, it, was a little puzzling because the last time we saw her in a WWE ring, if I'm not mistaken, was the first women's row rumble and she looked good yep, she looked good she looked good the thing i've read and i read it just before we started recording is this is her last match this you know this is her farewell match this is her you know thanks for everything match so on the one hand it's it's puzzling but i'm like all right i get it it makes sense to do it at a big venue you know there were rumors that it was going to be her and lita against bailey and sasha at wrestlemania that didn't end up happening for whatever reason you know, but I mean, it makes sense if this is going to be her last match, if this is going to be her send off in WWE, have it at, you know, one of their biggest pay-per-views of the year.
0: It makes sense to do it. I mean, I don't struggle with her coming on the show, like, because it does help to get Charlotte yeah. over and, and to solidify her legacy, so to speak. She doesn't need to be But over. she doesn't, but she doesn't no. need it. But no. I understand why they're bringing her in. Right. That, I mean,
2: I get it. But it's the same reason it's like, you know, they brought The Rock in to face only John Cena. Like, he needed the rub. Like, he needed that matchup against The Rock. You know, I mean, Charlotte doesn't need this.
0: No, I don't think she does. But I think that, and we were talking about this off air too. I think that they want Bailey to establish her title run away from Charlotte, that mm-hmm. maybe kind of break up the connection between the four horsewomen, so to speak, and let her go there. But then you need to give Charlotte something to do. So why not put her in a program with Trish? So I mean, that does make some sense. Until right. until you're ready to bring Charlotte back to the title picture.
2: I, I mean, I get why you do it. I just don't. I don't agree with it. No, you know, no, I, I mean, I don't. I don't think that Charlotte needs this kind of match when her. Uh, you know, portfolio speaks for itself. You know, her resume stands alone as far as the being one of the premier women champions and women athletes in all wrestling history. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like why not? All right, if you want to keep her separate from Bailey, why not give this match? Or or have it be the tag team match, you know, and have Bailey or not even Bailey, just have Charlotte tag with somebody to face Lita and Trish and do both of them. You know, I mean, that would make a lot of sense,
0: too. I wouldn't have any issue with that. But I think it's just a matter of who you're going to pair in that spot. I right. mean, yeah,
2: I mean, it's got to be somebody who ever fill in the blank or whatever. And I know that there's some there's some issues right now in the women's division, but it's like. With you know, with whatever's going on with Sasha or whatever, yeah. but it's like I don't, I don't know. I just, for me, this match just feels just as forced as the Goldberg Dolph thing. It just feels like, ugh. see, for me, the Goldberg Dolph thing
0: feels worse because oh, for sure, because there's, there's no sense in it. Why? I, I guess I just don't understand. Like I also didn't understand why they brought the Undertaker back against. I- Drew and, and Shane when he teamed up with Roman last month at the pay per view.
2: I'll tell you why they're giving this match to Goldberg because they know that that last match was dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah. they don't want yeah. him being yeah. going out looking like you know like he couldn't wrestle or or couldn't do anything. You know they don't want him going out looking like garbage. So what do you do? You put him in with the you know pretty much one of the premier athletes and bumpers. You know, oh, so yeah. to speak, in the ring, who you know is going to sell over the top, yeah. and make Goldberg look more like a billion bucks than a million.
1: They officially confirmed that match, and I, we, Ken, I know you and I were watching. I said to you, as soon as the episode was over, I was like, "Well, The Rock has a competitor for best sell job of the spear of all time."
0: Oh yeah, because Dolph, oh, Dolph, Dolph. is Dolph's going to sell
1: the heck out of that. Dolph
0: is going to put him
2: over in the most
0: positive way possible. Like
2: oh. I, that's, that's where I differ. I think this is going to be very circa 2002 Shawn Michaels Hulk Hogan. Really? I, yeah, I think Dolph is going to work in a little over-the-top action, you know? I mean, I think he's going to be a little uh, overselling, so to speak. Yeah. Well, if he does, he
0: does, because I think he's at the stage now where he's done some phenomenal work. I mean, the program we, he currently has now with The Miz I think has been really right, spot Right, which on. is,
2: why not just go that route? I mean, I get it, but...
0: I But I don't know. I mean, he he ever since he came back when he was rumored to be taken off for AEW or wherever he was going to go, he's kind of in this like, weird flux where you can't really get into like, a real solid program, but his work in in-ring in, in Mike talking has been spot on, though. I mean, I don't think it's been as good since he had his title run way back when. Oh. So, I mean, it, it all kind of depends on what's going there. And let me kind of just tie this up a little bit, though. I mean, this is kind of your stat quo moment for TV right now. That, yeah. That The storylines are so out of flux that you have to go get your retired stars to come back to give that ratings boost. I don't know if this is exactly connecting with fans.
1: No, I just don't think it is. It, it to them, to fans, it's just more of the same.
0: Yeah, and I think the WWE really needs to fix this program, especially by October. Yeah, because the other big news that was breaking since we last talked was AEW had their TV deal finally yeah. finalized for TNT. Yep, Wednesday Night Dynamite, I think it's called. <laughs> Whatever, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to be now on on TV weekly. Yep. And for AEW, let me ask you, starting with Coach, how are you feeling about the product now going to TV? Are they in the place where they're going to be a home run off the bat, or do you think it's still going to be all over the place? Well, I mean,
2: let's just talk about the fact that they just ran that show on, you know, Bleacher Report that went over production, mm-hmm. that went overtime. So, and they had to cut the mics off, you know, in the middle of, you know, the Young Bucks promo of talking about the Rhodes brothers. So right. Uh, they got a long, long way to go. I mean, I'm very, I'm actually very happy that this is coming on, you know, coming on air as far as being with TNT because I think this is the kick in the pants that WWE needs yeah. to reestablish themselves and find that fire because you, when you're the king for so long, complacency is just bound to set in. You know, that's why you see NXT and Triple A, you know, and, and Hunter be so hungry, you know, because they are the underdogs, you know, so. I think WWE needs something to rekindle that that spirit that they had to make them the number 1 premier, you know, wrestling company and yeah, as far as AEW goes, yeah, I mean, you got to be able to fit a TV program in. Right. You're not going to get 10:05. You're not going to get 10:15. You got to be off the air by 9:59 wrapping up your stuff. So, that's going to be very interesting and telling to see what they can do. You know, a lot of those guys can get lost in their matches and everything and they got to stay focused on when the ref says you know, it's time yeah. to hit
1: the pin. Hit the pin. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how they how things go because yes, there will be growing pains. You know, like you mentioned, the whole cutting the mics off thing, and and I think it's going to be very telling to see how you know the young bucks Cody and Kenny handle things because they are very good at coming up with matches. You know, for their pay-per-views, but their pay-per-views are very spacious in time in between those. It's very different to have all that time to think of those matches and then go, hey, all right, you got to think of those matches, but then you also got to think of matches for the weekly. That, mm-hmm. like you don't have the four months, five months, six months, whatever it ends up being, you know, or whatever it's been lately, to go. All right, you've got. Don't worry about it. You got some time to think. Like no, you don't got time to think about it. You got to start thinking about this stuff now. And they're already coming out with some interesting stuff. There's been a couple of matches announced for their first show, which like we said, it's starting in October. Uh, the only matches they have announced is that it's going to be Cody Rhodes taking on Sammy Guevara, uh, an appearance by John Moxley live, and then uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Versus Chris Jericho and two mystery partners.
0: Well, I think for the live show, it was kind of weird that they introduced Cody versus Sammy Guevara as like the headline show. Like, I don't right. know if that's supposed to was supposed to main event or that was the first match they announced. And there's nothing against both those guys. They're great workers. And they're going to put on a hell of a match. But for me, when I was hearing about this and, okay, what's going on? They need to have a big splash debut of somebody. That's going to be that tag team, the team yeah. with Jericho. Yeah. And the early rumor is it's LAX, from formerly from Impact. Okay. Which nothing's been officially confirmed yet there, but they need to have something that's going to really spark some interest and really spark something to get the fans to tune in because Fight for the Fallen was not exactly the best look thus far for AEW, in my opinion. And I think it goes back to a lot of inconsistency from the top that you have right. Cody saying one thing, Kenny saying another there's kind of no one person to kind of oversee everybody. Well, I
2: think the problem is, too, is that Fight for the Fallen was kind of just felt like it was thrown together, and they used the YouTube show that the Young Bucks have as a cat, being the elite for Catalyst for Storylines. Well, is the average fan watching being the elite on YouTube?
1: Probably not.
2: Probably not. So it, a lot of those things kind of felt flat, you know, like you didn't really get what was going on. If you weren't watching the show or, you know, the YouTube show, which is very good. I mean, it's a great thing, but it's like, you know, if you're going to use that as being the elite, as writing storylines and having inside jokes, you got to start getting it out to the masses so people get what you're trying to deliver on. And plus,
0: another problem they have is they spread their storylines out over multiple YouTube channels. Uh, yeah, I mean, cause, yeah, because Cody yeah. Rhodes has got his too. Yeah, He's got absolutely. His. They got the Road to All Out. They have being the elite. There is so much inconsistency that if you're a fan. You have to consume everything, yeah, which is great on one hand, but it is bad on another because you, for a company that's just coming out to make your fans really search and, and really dig in like that, I don't necessarily know if that's the best look. And I'll even tie into the storyline point, too, that we're talking about. At Fighter Fest, that is when Sean Spears hit Cody with that bodged uh, chair shot, yeah. chair shot or one of the nastiest chair shots you've yeah. seen Brutal. in Was recent memory. And then MJF came out there and he was defending Cody and standing up for him. And all of a sudden, at the next pay per view, MJF is teaming with Sean Spears. Yeah, and everybody
2: was like, "Which I mean, he did tweet and made a very funny, you know, a joke about it being that." But it's like, if you're booking, you got to realize what's the situation here. And even in the middle of the match, there should have been more of a, of a, you know, I want to be, yeah, like I don't want to be here. I don't want to be your tag team partner, especially MJF being the heel of all heels right now. I mean, honestly, he's fire right now. I mean, he definitely should have done the, you know, when Sean Spears is going for a tag, hopped off the apron. Yeah, That's just easy. I mean, listen, I know nothing about booking, and even I can think of something like that on the fly. I mean, so why not put something like that in to build that story? That's the question,
0: and that's what AEW needs to figure out. And like I say, I just don't think that they're all on the same page. I really don't. I think that you got Kenny in his camp saying one thing. I think you got Cody, who we've talked about this on our, our friend's show over at 3 Fat Nerds on Hashtag 607 Podcast, that Cody is, like, obsessed with beating Triple H, and Triple yeah. H has taken up so much rent-free space in his head, mm-hmm. like Rich from 3FN was talking about, and I, and I fully agree with it.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, even that – I don't know if you saw that press release that Cody just had, but, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. he is definitely living inside his head right now. Yeah,
0: and it's like, do you really – Want this being your first show officially? Like all out, it's going to be all out.
2: And I mean, he acted like it was Triple H that was. I mean, if you haven't read the press release, go out there and find it. But basically, it goes to the effect of Triple H. Uh, Cody Rhodes said something that. You know, he felt like he was better than 99% of the people that Triple H was either putting in the ring or in the ring against him. But at the end of the day, it's Triple H wasn't the one booking that no. stuff. No. Yes, Triple H probably had a say, mm-hmm. but ultimately it's still Vince that was the man in charge. So if you're angry at anybody... Be angry at Vince. Be angry at Vince. Yeah,
0: but I think that you see everything with like the Thronebreaker t-shirts and I think you see the, you know, the whole skit they did at Double or Nothing... It's really showing that you have one side of that camp that is so obsessed with be beating WWE, which is never going to happen, and you have another one that says, let's be an alternative product, and just the message they're sending to the fan base is getting very confusing. Well, I mean,
1: is it really them trying to be beating WWE, or is it just more of what they've done in the past where it was hashtag FTR? I think it's more so Cody wants to beat them. Okay. I think that the Cody side
0: of things, the Cody and the Jon Moxley's and – the Sean Spears, the ones that are more freshly out of WWE, that's their it's it's coming off to me
2: anyway as oh, that's
1: their primary goal. Oh, nobody wants to beat him more than Moxley does right now. Right. go back and listen to some of the interviews he's done on podcasts. <laughs> nobody wants to beat him more than Moxley. Right,
2: you talk about the shade. That
0: yeah, was oh. oh, Moxley has a lot to say. Yeah, but you take a look at like when Kenny Omega gives interviews. I mean, he's not even mention them. He's not. He, well, was he doesn't have
2: any... red. It doesn't register to him at all. Right. Why?
0: But it's like if you're saying that these are the heads of your company and they're saying two different messages, possibly right. three, Right, this is where this is getting confusing, and especially if you're heading to live TV, mm-hmm. you only have one shot to make a first impression, and especially with how WWE, even though it's been bad lately, the TV product has been bad, we're still watching. Yeah. The fans are still going to watch. So if you're trying to
2: give them an alternative... You having a mixed message? Is that the best look going in the TV? Well, and that's the other thing too is that they, you know, in that same press release, Cody said, you know, they were talking about audience and what they were looking for, and he was saying that he was going for the hardcore wrestling fan. But I mean, at the end of the day, there's only so many hardcore wrestling fans that are out there. So if you're, and I had a buddy tell me that, you know, well, this is what a lot of you know companies that are launching look to do is to saturate the market for the hardcore person that's dedicated to them and then eventually expand but to me when you are going on national television you know you having this you know narrow-mindedness of we want to pursue just a hardcore fan only gets you so far yeah you're when you do all in when you do all out and you set these big travel destinations and these big large audiences it's a lot different than we're going to be in washington one week we're going to be in providence the next we're going to be in you know, Texas or Illinois. There's only so many hardcore fans in that area. That if you're trying to say that you're selling out seats, you got to make sure that you're selling out the seats. Yeah, you yeah. gotta have, you gotta put butts. You gotta have audience.
0: Yeah, and yep. if you
2: don't have the audience, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, you can't keep it so minute
1: of an audience that you need to appeal to all fans of wrestling. You can't go in with the mindset of trying to get exclusively the hardcore wrestling fans because this is true for movies, TV, books, comics, anything you're going to have your hardcore audience that they'll be there no matter what, Mm -hmm. you know, the hardcore wrestling fans who they watch everything, TNA, you know, WWE, NXT, New Japan, you know, name, whatever indie wrestling company you want to mention, they'll, they're there. They're not the ones you got to try and get, you know, they're going to be there. You know, they're going to be watching. You got to go out and get the ones that used to be wrestling fans and don't watch anymore or the ones who have had maybe a passing interest seen a thing or two, but not really that into it.
2: You know, and I'll say that there's, you know, this is something very similar going on in lacrosse where there's the PLL and the MLL and one's the established guard and one's the new up and coming rising thing. And, you know, one's looking for, you know, social media impressions and, and having that influence on, you know, Twitter and Instagram and all those things. So if that's going to be, you know, your Avenue, because now let's face it, there's also the other caveat where, you know, live audience matters, but, TV ratings don't matter as much as they used to because people are cutting cords. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what are they going to be looking for as far as what they're going to mean to them as being successful? Are they going to be looking for live audience numbers? Because at the end of the day, again, there's only so many hardcore fans that are going to come out to your shows because there's only so many hardcore fans in a given area. You know, when you go down south, it's not going to be the same as when you're wrestling, you know, a live show in New York City. It's also going to be very different for them because the measuring
1: stick they're getting measured against right now is, you know, what's WWE done? What's, you know, New Japan done And and are they running a show at the same time? They're going to be running against, you know, the thing WWE runs against on a weekly basis, and that's live television. What sporting event is going on? You know, is the you know they're going to be right in the middle of the NFL season. You know, is the NFL going to be having something going on in college football? You know, eventually it'll be college basketball and NHL and, and whatever's going on on, you know, the big four, you know, CBS, Fox, ABC and NBC. Like, you know, what reality show is going to be going on? You know, they're going to be running against that. And I don't know if they're forecasting for that.
2: Well, I mean, the smart thing is they're doing it Wednesdays. Yeah, because yeah. let's face it. I mean, Monday night, obviously, every Monday during football season, Raw has going up against it. Yeah, you know, especially if there's a good game, you know. And then Thursday, and then with them moving now SmackDown to Friday, now they're gonna have to compete with college football on Friday night yeah. because Friday night sometimes has some good games. So going on Wednesday smart because really, besides when ESPN has their the ACC night on for basketball uh, on Wednesdays. There's really not much going on Wednesdays that, as far as that I'm saying, you know, I'm watching. You know, yeah. Well, the only question that they're going to have to answer to
0: is there is a wrestling show that is on Wednesdays. It's just yeah. on the WWE Network, and that's NXT. Right. Mm-hmm. So the question is going to be to the fans: Okay, what are you going to watch? Are you going to watch AEW live and then watch NXT, or are you just going to go straight to NXT and and I mean, how the demographic is going to get worked out for that. Or are you going to watch NXT the next day? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, that's also the thing that you can happen. It's on the network. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty for the questions for that, that they need to figure out before they go into October. And with the WWE's comparison, they're going to need to really figure it out too because the past couple weeks of television from their uh, couple pay-per-views too has not been the high-quality stuff. So if you're planning on making a network debut on Fox – you really got to get your stuff together. You would literally want to be peaking right now, going into one of your biggest pay-per-views. Right, and they fell flat this week, in my opinion. Yeah. Very, very badly. Yeah. The SmackDown show was awful this week, in my opinion. But going into the long game, that week of October, when they start live on Friday night for SmackDown, and when they go AEW on Wednesday night, they both companies really need to get their best foot forward because if they don't, they're never going to be able to gain the ground on it, ever. But definitely hit us up on that hashtag, hashtag ODPH. What is your thoughts on the current state of WWE television, and what's your thoughts of AEW's debut coming up in the next couple of weeks? Are you excited for it? Do you think they're going to pull it together? We're going to take a quick break, but we definitely want to know, so hit us up. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, this is the king of Lyle, Luke Visengard, Gladius 205 champion,
2: and you're listening to the ODPH.
0: Welcome back for the second segment on this edition of the ODPH, and we're talking some pro wrestling. It's been a while since we've done a recap. Mm -hmm. Last segment we talked WWE TV, we talked AEW TV, AEW's debut on Wednesday nights coming up in October, but they're going up against the one brand of WWE that hasn't failed yet. The gold standard. The gold standard, the best program on the WWE network or WWE television right now, and that is NXT. NXT has their takeover pay-per-view. If it was a pay-per-view, it would be definitely. Mm -hmm. But it's their show that's going to be on the WWE Network this coming Saturday in Toronto. Pad, you got the
1: card in front of you? Yep. So, uh, looking through some matches, we've got Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai.
2: Okay. Coach, thoughts on that? I mean, I love Candice. She's fire and and i'm really excited for this type of matchup i mean lo chara is a lot of fun too she works hard in the ring yeah. I, a lot of those those japanese women are great you know in the ring because what they they're fearless mm-hmm. you know you, so we saw it with uh asuka you know and it extends all the way down i mean i really feel like that she kind of sent the trend and you know so whenever you get the one of those girls in the match you know that it's going to be full sale.
1: This is, yeah, no, this is going to be real interesting, just because of course Io Shirai recently turned heel, so you're you're kind of seeing that. It's going to be very interesting to see her new style in the ring, because I at least I haven't seen it yet.
0: This match I think could be candidate for match of the night. Could be, in my opinion, Candice LeRae is a phenomenal wrestler. In fact, if I have to make an early guess, she is going to be the one to beat Shayna Baszler. Okay, Baszler there, um, down the road, she is going to be the one to do it. I think though, with Shirai doing the heel turn. This could go back and forth. I do like LaRay winning, but I do like Shirai attacking after the match to extend the feud.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see EO doing some dastardly you know, heel tactics to try and win and get it out for her, but you know, Candace doesn't fall victim to him.
2: Yeah, I mean probably they won't do I I mean, I like your LaRay Blazer match too, and that probably would be more like a mania takeover. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm yeah. thinking. They'll go. probably extend this feud one more time and then, you know, set LaRay on her own, you know, after she wins the you know, the next match. You know the makeup mm-hmm. match. Yeah, definitely see that happening.
1: Yep, and then you've got Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim for the NXT Women's Championship.
0: Baszler, to me, I tell you what, I think she's having a better run than Oscar did. Yeah, uh, it's a bold statement, but I'm I gonna, mean, yeah, because she's winning every match. <laughs> she is I just, mean. but she's she's winning dominantly, and especially I know we were talking when Oscar got the call up, like who is going to step up and take the role and really establish the the vision again.
1: Blazer's been doing it.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm not as high, so I I will sit this one out. I'm not a big Blazer fan.
1: I mean, I've enjoyed her run. She's been having a good run. You know, like you said, it's been kind of kind of an Oscar run, but kind of not. I mean, she's been winning and she's been dominant, but it, like it hasn't felt as one sided as it did at times with Oscar.
2: I mean, to me, she's just she's a Baron Corbin. She's a Brock. Leiter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. whoa! Yeah, Baron, Baron yeah. Corbin. Yeah, man, she just I bla- when I see Blazer in ring matches, I'm just like, all right, when is this one going to be over? Really? Where's the popcorn? Oh my god! I, I'm stunned by that. I know. I know. I. I re- it's a very unpopular take among me and you know some of the other wrestling fan friends that I have, but. I am really I am not a blazer guy blazer is been
0: doing some phenomenal work I a huge I, mean, fan listen, of I I, I mean listen I'm not know.
2: gonna argue with you I'm not gonna argue and say that i my opinions right because I mean I know a lot of people share your opinion yeah, yeah. Ken. no I'm on the outside looking in I just I'm not sold on her we don't have to agree on everything so the, no, whole, the, the whole horsewoman thing the whole yeah. her having her click thing I just I'm so over it it does nothing for me. Uh, next match. Yeah, see,
0: for me, for <laughs> for me though, like I say, I think I like Mia Yim too, and I think that this one definitely is going to be a good match, and I think Baszlers is going to do this. In fact, until she gets the call up, because my prediction is by year's end she's going to get the call up and she's going to be fighting Becky Lynch. Okay, that's well, going to be the step in program. Yeah,
2: I think I obviously, like we just said, I think that this will be the blow off, you know, the Mania feud for NXT, uh, Larey and Blazer and then Blazer will show up on Monday night and attack Becky leading into the summer. You really? could
0: de- it could definitely happen. So. Yeah,
2: very well could be.
1: Uh, after that, you've got the Velveteen Dream versus Pete Dunn. Now, here we go. Versus Roderick Strong for the NXT North American Championship. I, this
2: one is going to be real stiff. It's going to be real stiff, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Pete Dunn and Roderick Strong might end up knocking each other's teeth out mm-hmm. and not care. Who's going to chop harder? <sighs> I uh, mean... Done stiff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one, <laughs> yeah, if, 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 <laughs> I don't know.
1: If anyone isn't familiar with how hard Roderick Strong can chop, if you can find a picture or even video of Daniel Bryan after one of the greatest Royal Rumbles, I think it was the first one when Roderick Strong was in there and chopped Daniel Bryan, yeah, the, the uh, greater part of his chest was a dark shade of red. I mean, this is going to be a ton of
0: fun. Yeah, this one is going to be insane. This one could be match of the night, too. Like, it should be. I'm I'm looking at the card, too.
2: Ken, I'll tell you, you're probably going to be able to say that after every match. On almost this card, <laughs> almost
0: every match I would say, but this one though, definitely not the, the
2: Blazer match though. Oh, you bite your
0: tongue. <laughs> I think Baszler and Mia Yim could be too, but I think I think though that one is going to be more Baszler winning, and and just like I said, the long term booking for that at least uh, that I see happening is Lerae and Baszler. Yeah,
2: I I think it's cool getting done into the main of yeah. main roster action. I yeah. think that's a lot of fun because you know it's not necessarily that you feel confined when you do the UK thing, but you almost do feel like they're in a bubble. So, I mean, getting him outside of that, getting him on this NXT roster to face some of these guys, I mean, there's some dream matchups with him that, I mean, him and Riddle yeah. would be yeah, fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah, which, surprisingly,
0: Riddle is not on the card that I see. No. As nah, of yeah, yet. I mean, as of yet. Anything no. could happen. So, predictions on who's going to win this match.
1: Oh, Lord, I... Mm. Ah, ah, Pete Dunn, I don't know. I'm going to
2: say that's still going to be a dream.
0: I'm going to say N New, and I'm going to say Pete Dunn. I think that he's he's going to make the break and get the North American title. I do like Velveteen Dream, though. He always steps up for the takeovers. I'm not going to say he's Mr. Takeover yet. <laughs> but I'm going to say well, I mean
2: you might as well. Oh, he God. might.
0: But between him and Gargano,
2: he's like he's probably but, worked more than him than anybody
0: else. Yeah, but like I said, between him and Gargano, like that's your one A, one B, like who really outshines at these. Oh, for sure. So, and and take nothing away from Roddy. I mean, Roddy, I could see coming away with a title. I yeah. just it all really depends on what they want to do. If they want to have like all the undisputed arrow win the belts. Because if they try going for like that kind of look, but they're technically doing it with the uh, faction formerly known as Bullet Club, because um, I refuse to say OC. Oh, yeah, and refer to Styles, Gallows, and Anderson as that. So depending on what they want to do there, but I, I tell you what, I, I think Pete Dunn could definitely take the belt away from Dream, and then who knows what's going to happen if he's going to finally get that call up that's he, that that call that call up that he's been asking for for the last two years yeah, I mean SummerSlam shake-up especially for TV imagine yeah. him on Friday I mean, night maybe Hammer, yeah so.
2: he would fit very well in that Smackdown crew I would love to see Paul Heyman get his hands on
1: him tell you what Minnesota would love him yeah that's for sure mm-hmm. well, could definitely happen
2: yep uh, after that we've got the
1: the street profits versus the undisputed era for the NXT Tag team championship is this where you
2: say this could also be the match in the night
0: actually I'm gonna say no <laughs> <laughs> It'll be, I, it'll be I a good it I think it could be good. I'm not yeah, good. I'm
2: not big on the Street Profits. I think they're a very good gimmick and I think they're fun. The Red Solo Cup thing does you know, whatever. Okay, we've seen that bit before, you know, oh party, 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 like whatever. But I mean Fish and Kyle Riley are right. filthy in the ring. Yeah, so no, I I I'm I'm
1: big on Undisputed Era. Don't get me wrong. I like Street Profits. They're fun. I enjoy seeing them on T V but with as much as they've been featured on WWE TV the last couple of weeks, and even as high as as Paul Heyman is reportedly on with them, like he's he's a very big fan of the Street Profits, and right, I I you know as as much as I would hate to see it, you know, I I get the feeling the Street Profits will lose, and that Undisputed Era will come away with the belts.
2: Well, let me ask you this then, then Ken, do you think that this is going to be the worst NXT tag match that they've had? Because they've had a string of tremendous tag team matches, matches that have opened the card and literally set the tone for the rest of the night. I'm going to say this.
0: In comparison to what we've seen before, yes. Okay. In comparison. I still think this is going to be a good match. Right. I do. But I think, though, and Pad kind of touched upon this a little bit, I think they telegraphed who was going to win this one because you've had the Street Profits on Raw. For every like week. a month. Yeah, every week for a month. Being the NXT Tag Team Champions, right? So why would you have them on, and then suddenly have them lose? Yeah, when you've already are trying to establish them to the main roster. Yeah before their pay-per-view. Like,
1: I, I, it, it'll I, still be a good match. It, it won't be as good as ones we've had in the past, but it'll still be good.
0: Yeah, it's, it'll still be good. I'm not saying they're not going to do it. I mean, Red Dragon has always, always been so one of my favorites. So good. They're so good. I mean, so good. Kyle O'Reilly, I think, should get a, a singles run, too. I mean, nothing against Bobby Fish, but, I mean... no that whole t- that team has just been so good over the years and they're still going to be great in fact like i mean on personally i want to see the undisputed era win because kyle o'reilly air guitar needs yes. to come back yes
2: i mean it's next level yeah, this
0: yeah, man's yeah. air guitar is the swagger it's y- too much yeah like this needs to happen but i feel though the street profits are going to retain Just because of the fact they're still establishing them to the main roster audience. Yeah, I say I I also say they retain. Yeah, I think they're like I said. I think this will. If you have to pick, and I don't want to say a bad match of the night, but like I said, if you can, in comparison to what we were seeing on the card, this one's already been kind of foreseen. I think, in right. my opinion. Yeah. I mean, so I, I'm taking a little bit away from it. For but
2: that. at the same time, though, I mean, just because they've been on the show, on those main shows, doesn't mean that they won't. You know, Kevin Owens was also the NXT champion showing up or, you know, whoever was showing up on Raw, you know, they yeah, no, still yeah, lose yeah, matches. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, so it's very possible that they could go down due to some sort of disqualification. I mean, it's a very good – it's a smart move to put them in with – Red Dragon because of the whole undisputed thing that very well could be somebody interferes and cost them the match. You know. Yeah, no, that's why I said like they're going to retain the belts, but
0: I think you might see
2: something that well, somebody interferes. But right, but
0: if they do lose the belt, it's
2: not going to be clean. It no. will be due to interference because then they'll be on Raw the next it'll night. It'll
0: be it'll be something like that, but then they're going to have to explain to the Raw roster. Oh yeah, we lost these last night at the you know like. I, I don't know if they would they would go that kind of route with storytelling. Yeah, like that's why I said like for this one they're I, not
2: they're not the smartest. So right, like I say, the
0: WWE television has <laughs> not shown me that kind of faith yet
2: <laughs> that they would book something like that. Yeah, right. so
0: that's why I said this one is going to be end still. It's going to be a good match, but I think this is probably going to be in comparison to the other matches on the card. This might be the one on the you know. The, the low point, yeah, which is nothing against the card. This is how good this card is. I want to Blazer. I want to illustrate this. You stop that about ba- Baszler. Yim is going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, Pat. Next match. After that, you've got Adam Cole Bebe versus Johnny Gargano in a three stages of hell match for the NXT Championship.
2: All right, Coach, your thoughts on this? I mean, sign me up. I don't even. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I don't even need the stipulations. Just give me these two in the ring. For probably 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, it's going to help about that. And let them just work and let it just go. I don't even need Marl on commentary, I don't need anybody talking. Let's just watch. The pageantry unfold.
1: I mean, let's be real. Morrow's probably going to lose his voice by the end of this match. Oh, my God. It's going to be insane. Oh, my God! There's going to be so many Mamma Mia's getting yelled. It's going to be nuts.
2: Yeah.
3: Mamma yeah. Mia!
0: Yeah, this one is is going to be a, an instant classic. I, uh-huh. I mean, Adam Cole, baby, and Johnny Gargano. Like I, like I already said, Gargano is pretty much Mr. Takeover, except... Uh, with Velveteen Dream.
2: Oh, I mean, one and one a, Yeah. You know what I, mean, I mean?
0: So you know they're going to stop up. Adam Cole, no slouch by any stretch of the means.
2: Their last match was absolutely uh-huh. fantastic. I mean, one uh-huh. of the few WWE matches to get a five-star rating on a Meltzer. So, I mean, yeah. that just shows you the quality of work that they put in.
0: Yeah. So looking at the match, though, I believe what you, the first fall is um, going to be a street fight. Cole wanted an old-school classic wrestling match <laughs> for his. Put some quotations by it. So. Right. And then Regal gets to decide the third stipulation if it goes that route. It better be which a Which it will. will. Which yeah. it will. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be something. And you, yet- don't,
1: you don't make that stipulation, you know, the three stages of hell match. Regal gets to pick the third stipulation and then not get to the third fall. Do you think though that they
0: would put a cage overhead just in case, and like Reels, like just to let you know if it goes to three?
2: Oh man, I don't know, oh, man. I don't know. I mean, I I feel like I, I feel, feel like, like if it's Tom Foolery due to undisputed Eric costing Gargano one of the falls that that would be the smart route to bring the cage down. You also got to think that Champa is going to be waiting the wings somewhere yeah. during no,
1: this. Yeah, I don't think so. From what I was, people have been kind of wondering when he's coming back, and it is not anytime soon.
2: All oh, real, even to do a little yeah. little shtick. Yeah, it, no? it, it's going right.
1: to be a hot minute before he's back, and that's nothing against him or his right, rehab. Right. It's just the injury he is recovering from. There is a very long healing process.
2: Oh, okay. I, I mean, I, the
1: last I saw, yeah. he was working out, so he's I thought working, maybe he's working, he's working out. But yeah, no, yeah, he's not anywhere near right. ready to come back.
0: Or would he be the one to make the final match? Regal defers to him. Yeah, yeah
1: I see. I feel like whatever the third match is going to be, it's going to be something we haven't seen in a while. Because let's be honest, with as long as WWE has been around. We've seen probably every match you can think of. You know, I feel like it's gonna be something it's not gonna be, you know, a no DQ match, a no this match, a no that match. It's gonna be something
2: we haven't seen in yeah, a while. A Texas strap match. Four <laughs> corner match that would be a lot of fun. You
0: could you imagine not? I I fully say this is not going to happen. But what if Rico goes? It's going to be a thirty man or thirty minute Iron Man match. Now.
1: Oh God.
0: Oh, what if? Yeah, put them. Put them they've through. already gone. But like they already, five. Yeah,
2: they've already done two falls. Though I mean, now you're gonna. It's yeah, tied ex- one one. Ex- extend it. Yeah.
0: Extend it and let it go. I like I say, I don't know what the third fall could be. I mean, unless you do an I quit match. But I mean, they really haven't done that. I mean, I don't know. Like wherever that third fall
2: would be would be something it's like british strong style only you
0: yeah can uh, only work british strong style yeah it's, it's gonna be something crazy like that so that being said case
2: coach who are you taking for the win i feel like it will probably be cole mm-hmm. but i also couldn't wouldn't be surprised if it's gargano and then it's gargano velveteen dream going into mania weekend next uh you know next year
1: I'm gonna say Adam Cole just because if if Champa were closer to be being ready to come back, I'd say Gargano. But just with the fact that you know he's not, and I feel like they want to put that off and hold that off until he's ready to come back, Cole.
0: I gotta go with Adam Cole too. I, I I like Gargano. I do, and he always he's one of those wrestlers. I don't think he needs the belt to to solidify his spot. Like I think right. him chasing the belt, I think works so much better for well, him.
2: I think that's a problem, though. I think after this two or three, you know, two, two, you know, falls matches here, like what do you do after that? I mean, what face is really there? I mean, I know Riddle's kind of waiting in the yeah. wings, but I feel like Riddle still Riddle's I mean, in the wings
1: while simultaneously calling out like every
2: veteran oh, yeah, wrestler of all time. I mean, I feel like he's still more of a you know the lower title right now. I feel yeah. like he's more like yeah. chasing Velveteen Dream, you know. Champion currently, or whoever wins that match, I just I don't really know who you then elevate then to have be the face to face
0: Cole. Yeah,
2: that's the that's the dilemma
0: right now. If if Gargano doesn't win, is like who's the next one to step up, and and I mean NXT, I'm sure has got somebody in mind, obviously. Oh, I mean it would but, probably
2: be Riddle though. I mean that's but,
0: what it would think. But if Riddle if Riddle gets skyrocketed there, I mean he definitely it's not out of the realm of thought to say. Right, it's just I'm trying to think. If there's like a recent signee that they've done, but they've been doing the breakout tourney, and yeah. that's kind of really, yeah. But they're yeah. not
2: going to put a new signee into I mean, no, a match like that right away. A program like that, you, I mean, you never know. But yeah. I, I
0: I'm just trying to think like who's been kind of waiting in the wings to get some get some time to do something. But I still like Cole to win, and I think Ciampa will come out at the end. to have the stare down and just do like the little like you know creepy wave that he does a little bit yeah. t- to you know say you know Goldie is coming home soon. So, overall, though, it should be a fun card. It'll probably be the best card of the weekend, at least on WWE programming. Probably. <laughs> so, yeah. So definitely hit us up on that hashtag, hashtag ODPH. Give us your NXT TakeOver Toronto predictions. We're going to come back and talk a little SummerSlam with you. Stay tuned.
2: Hey, this is Brian Wolf from Fair City Fire. You are listening to ODPH,
3: the greatest podcast in Binghamton. Woo!
0: Coming back for another segment on this edition of the ODPH Pro Wrestling Recap. And we talked about NXT TakeOver last segment, and that's going to be the pay-per-view card of the weekend, if pay-per-views are still going on, but it's all the WWE Network. But SummerSlam is going to be the next day. Uh WWE's third biggest pay-per-view of the year. I would say, behind
2: WrestleMania and the Royal
0: Rumble.
1: that's yeah, It's in the top four.
0: Well, it's definitely top four. Yeah, it's four, definitely but, top
2: four. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you think about it, yeah, Royal Rumble would probably be two because that sets the the, the you know, bar. bar for a, yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, there's also a the, lot of anticipation, course. like,
1: oh, who's going to show up? Who's going to return? You know, we haven't seen in a while. Yeah.
0: So, obviously, going into this, the TV buildup has not been on par, no. I guess, for what is worthy of this pay-per-view. So we're going to read down the card, give you our predictions. So, Mm -hmm. Pad,
1: take us away. Well, we got the Cruiserweight Championship with Drew Gulak defending against Oni Lorcan.
0: All right, this one, I think, if it's going to be on the pre-show, it's a travesty. Why this is not on the main card, why the Cruiserweight title is not the opening match on the main card. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. These two, open it. Blowing my mind.
2: I'll tell you, after that uh, Evolve pay-per-view that was on the network, I wasn't a big Gulak guy. It just wasn't my style. But that match that him and Riddle put on, I literally could watch two, like five days a week straight. Just it was so awesome to watch. And, I mean, Oni can kind of le- work that style. So I expect them to put on a match of similar caliber, and I think it will be great.
1: Yeah, no, this is going to be real physical. It's going to be real tough. I, you know. But I I see Drew uh, Gulak retaining.
0: Coach, who you got winning in this one? Yeah, I got
1: Gulak retaining. I got Gulak
0: retaining too. I think Drew is... You know, finally getting his run with the title. Well deserved. Yeah, long overdue. He's definitely establishing 205 as, you know, a brand that you should be watching. I think everybody on there, too. I know we don't cover it as much, even on social media, but 205 Live has been arguably one of the best shows out there with the talent they have. And, like, they have a match of the week always on that card.
2: I mean, I think they're finding a groove now that they were kind of. You know, missing before, but now that they've really kind of found that niche and what they're trying to go for, I think now they're, you know, they're setting the course there for them.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's been fun TV to watch. And like I say, Gulag as champion, he's uh, somebody you can definitely build around. And I, I like this match a lot. Like this match a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: After that, we've got Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. Ugh. For, Ugh.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares next? See, the thing with this, and I'm not going to get a long tangent with this, I feel like there's something else playing into this. that, Like, you just don't bring out Goldberg for, you know, obviously, yes, the whole match with Undertaker happened and it wasn't good and it was a bad taste in everybody's mouth. But I, not specifically with him, but for Dolph, I feel like there's something larger at play that, like, you don't just feed him up to Goldberg to get the bad taste out of Goldberg's mouth for the Saudi Arabia show. For grins and giggles, I don't know what it is, but I just feel like I just feel like there's more at
0: play here than we're aware of. I hope you're right. I really do because this whole thing about bringing Goldberg back and burying Ziggler—it's nah, not I, even burying. It's, it's cause, just cause, like the thing
1: because the thing of it is is okay. Let's just say we're ten, 10, 15 years down the road. Let's just say for argument's sake, oh, this is Goldberg's last match. You really want to say Goldberg's last match in WWE was at SummerSlam against Dolph Ziggler? Like I mean, nothing, nothing against Ziggler. But, like, when you talk about the mystique of Goldberg and everything Goldberg had done in his career, oh, you know, Jeopardy question, who was Goldberg's last match in WWE against Dolph Dol Ziggler? Really?
0: Well, I, I think in that aspect, he's not a, a, a superstar marquee name, but the thing about it is Goldberg at this age, if he's still wanting to wrestle and look the part. And what I mean by this is, Obviously, Father Time caught up with him, and you can watch that Undertaker-Goldberg match all you want. I, you can't watch it. It's just... Ugh. Exactly. So to go out, he's going to need somebody to bump around for him. The match is going to be a squash. Dolph, unfortunately, is going to yeah. get you know killed in this one. That's
2: why I said what I said at the beginning of the show. This is just a make-Goldberg-go-out-on-top-feeling match. Man. I, I hope it is. I hope this is one and done, and then Goldberg
0: you know rides off into the sunset, and for Dolph... I hope this is something that the next night, if he beats Miz, which because he's supposed to wrestle on Monday night against him, yeah, that this pushes him into another program, a high-profile one. Do something with him because this is just a waste of talent for me.
2: Yeah, yeah, I just it's so frustrating. I really thought when they did the Dolph McIntyre. You know, pairing that it was going to be a very Sean Michaels, you know, Diesel esque, mm-hmm. you know, type relationship. And then obviously they branched them off real quick. You know, they basically buried that entire program that they had going with Seth. And, you know, now here we are with him facing Goldberg in a match that honestly, I don't care to see Bill Goldberg. I don't, he, you know, I, I know we went rant and rave in the beginning of the show. I just don't want to see these legends taking up time for spots like when my son who's 3 years old watches this show and that's the target audience that they have watching these shows are young kids they don't give a s who bill goldberg is mm-hmm. it just doesn't just, it doesn't get it it's just it's just so frustrating it's
0: just like why for video game sales yeah,
2: and i'll tell you when i went when we went to that wrestlemania in orlando and it was that the the post you know the post show speech that he gave and he's talking about how he wanted to come back for one more show for his son and show him holding the title and everything no you didn't no you didn't you came back because they paid you and paid you handsomely Mm -hmm. don't sell us we're not dumb all right oh i got to
0: Let me take a sip of water before I get really upset here. Yeah, so I think we're all on on board that Goldberg is going to do this in a squash. probably. Next. Next match.
1: Uh, After that, you've got The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor.
2: Coach? All right, well, now I'm back. Hi, guys. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, obviously the rumors that Balor has asked for time off. He's gotten it. And he's getting it, so... I mean, where else do you go but the Fiend here? Yeah. You know, I mean, he's. it's very clear that it's not going to be the demon that comes out for this match, no. so you don't have to worry about that. So, yeah, I mean, Bray Wyatt's going to, and Bray Wyatt's with this brand new gimmick that they want to get over. So, here we go, Bray. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: it'll be very interesting to see him in the ring because to this point, all we've seen him do are attack, you know, legends like McFoley and Kurt Angle in the ring, and he gives them the mandible claw. I mean, you may not think it's a mandible claw, but they even went as far as this week on Raw to say it's the mandible claw. You know, it'll be very interesting to see his wrestling style and see if it's differed or changed any from when he was wrestling as, you know, Bray Wyatt, leader of the Wyatt family, and the Fireflies and the whole nine. I'm very interested for this match in that regard because I feel like if, you know, as smart as Bray is, and Bray, if you don't think, is very smart, you're fooling yourself because you look at his body of work Outside the ring, specifically with promo work and what he's done and what he's come up with, you know, just look at that. And if you don't think he's brilliant, you're fooling yourself. Um, I think the smart thing for him would be maybe change it up a little bit, maybe keep some of the old moves that you're used to and you, you know will work and you know are good, but vary it up a little bit. That's kind of the thing I'm looking forward to.
0: Bray is going over in this match. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind about this, but what I want to see fantasy booking, I want to see Finn show up as the demon. Ah uh, see, I don't think so. That's... Just 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 hear me out on this play. Yeah. I want to see him show up as a demon and I want to see him lose as the demon. And then on his way back to the locker room, he happens to walk by Anderson, Gallows, and Styles, and they're like, Hey man, remember when you used to, you know, be the king of rock and roll in, in New Japan? I mean they're not gonna say that. <laughs> right, but, right. But they kinda of plant that seed that, you know what, you you gave your best shot and you couldn't beat him, so you should join us. So when he comes back From however much time he's taken off, he's now the fourth member of the faction formerly known as Bullet Club.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would love him to come back and do something like that. I would love not only just a heel turn, but I would love the fact that those guys come together in some way, somehow. Oh, that'd be great. It needs to happen. Yeah, I mean, listen, factions are good. Factions are fun just put them together
1: factions are good factions are fun like you said and also the shield ain't walking through those doors anytime soon no yeah
0: exactly and and they they don't need it like i said if you're really going to build the faction formerly known as bullet club then you got to do it the right way and you and finn has not been a heel since he's been over
1: right and you need and you if you need a new faction to bring in from time to time and like i said the shield's not walking through those doors anytime soon you've already got one tailor-made from their previous ventures on your roster like, yeah. in, in the, like, also, the Undisputed Era ain't coming, walking through those doors anytime soon that we know of.
0: No, but that would be a hell of a Survivor Series uh, tag. Yeah, on. it would. Oh. I'm going to plant that out there.
1: Don't tease me like that. So,
0: obviously, Bray and... I'm I re- mean, they're teasing it themselves. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So, let's put that energy in the universe for Survivor
2: Series. Well, but- and real quick, though, real on the Bray thing, I also want to see how the storyline, how that character is going to work with the Fiend and the television host? I guess, yeah. I mean, whatever the Firehouse show host, I, whatever yeah. he's calling himself, yeah. whatever whatever the other Bray is called, you know, I mean, the Fiend and the Friend, I guess, yeah, I just want to see how that ties in together, I mean, y- you can't just have one aspect of this like character and then just have the Fiend, like, even the Balor thing, it's just the Demon thing's weird, because it's all of a sudden just randomly and sporadic, he shows up as the Demon for whatever reason, because they've got time to paint him up. You know, it's like, yeah. so I want it I want it to tie up. I yeah. want it to tie up nicely. It's, yeah. it's going to need to, but with the state of
0: WWE TV and creative right now, I'm not holding my breath.
2: I want yeah. the Wachowski brothers to write this storyline for me because I need to see it tied up and wrapped up in a nice little bow for me. All right.
0: Wow. He went there. Pad, I did.
1: Pad. Uh, for the next match, we've got Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. And if Kevin Owens loses, he will quit WWE.
0: Okay. Uh, He made the stipulation to or was trying to that Shane would have to quit. So it's going to be a loser leave on SmackDown. Like he was trying to do it. Shane was fighting it off. So I don't doubt that that switch is over. Either way, Kevin Owens is currently one of your biggest faces now on mm-hmm. SmackDown.
1: This is arguably one of the hottest storylines. Randomly. I yeah.
0: out, of, out of nowhere, too, mind you. Well, you know what? I think it's one of the things that when they let wrestlers cut shoot promos.
1: Right, because from the couple articles I was reading, they're not telling him what to say. Yeah. He's getting the you-get-bullet-points treatment.
2: Yeah. Which is great because, wh- listen, Kevin Owens is good at what he does. Yes.
0: He is damn good at what let he does. Let him mm-hmm.
2: just go. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that ever since he did
0: that name call out of people that have been sitting behind the scenes waiting to get on TV hey, because yeah. of Shane.
2: Well, look at what happened with CM Punk when he dropped the pipe bomb. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a very obviously, he was a prominent player. He was in the main title feud with John Cena, but then he dropped that pipe bomb. and just, boom, you know, it was the summer of punk. So it's like. You know, maybe this was Kevin Owens' pipe bomb. Yes. So hopefully this is what takes him through.
0: Uh, He's not losing this one, though. No. No. No, he's winning this one outright. Shane, I think, disappears from TV, which is a good thing at this stage.
1: Yeah, which kind of that's what the rumors have been even before this storyline was that, you know, WWE was working up to, you know, writing Shane out of the storylines and not having him featured so prominently and so frequently on TV.
2: You know, I I like Shane being back because I think he... I think the the love for the business I think was kind of coming through, especially in the earlier work that he was doing, like yeah. when he was with AJ Styles and stuff. And then the Daniel Bryan thing was a lot of fun, but since then, yeah, he's overstayed his welcome. Mm-hmm. Shane, I don't mind coming in every once in a while, defending the family crest, and then leaving. You know, yeah. like that's cool. I'm yeah. good. I'm good with that. Or having the family feud with him and Triple H, I'm good with that. But this has just been an overstay of his welcome. But, yeah, I think he's losing. Kevin Owens going over. Mm -hmm.
0: Big time.
1: Uh, After that, we've got the United States Championship uh, with AJ Styles defending against Ricochet. All
0: right. Well, this one we've seen before. Yeah. (laughs) You don't say. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think it's going to end the same way. Yeah. That I think that you're going to have the faction formerly known as Bullet Club. I'm still not saying the OC. I, I can't. I just can't. I don't blame you. So, you're still going to see them do a great match. I wouldn't doubt that somebody interferes. Maybe, I'm just throwing this out, maybe this is when Finn does. Maybe they get through him after the match. I don't know. Yeah, I mean,
2: this is going to be a schmoz. I mean, let's face it. Yeah, so. Heel's got to heal.
0: Yeah, and I I fully see AJ being in still in this one. Yep. Thoughts? Agreed.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's. it's Same page. Yeah, there's no way that nothing. Ricochet is too talented and has too much of a trajectory of going up. That you can't have him just lose and you know clean lo- loss. It's got to be some sort of schmazz finish. And right now, I mean, there's really not much going on in the tag team division for the yeah. artists formerly known as the Bullet Club. Thank so you. Uh, I think that's the smart direction to have them interfere in this match and get them on you know the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, you've got Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus.
2: I no, no, no. Why? Why? Listen, Trish looked really good. At the Royal Rumble, at that, you know, the uh, Women's Royal Rumble, and she looked great. Yeah. I was sh- sh- pleasantly surprised. She looked way better than Lita, and Lita's been doing in ring stuff because she's, you know, working down in, in NXT and the d- d- developmental place. So yeah. I was really surprised at how well Trish looked, considering that she hasn't bumped in years. Mm-hmm. I just, for me, this match doesn't make any sense. We talked about it earlier. I don't think Charlotte needs this spot. Charlotte's going to go over. It's going to be the kudos. Thank you very much for coming out. Toronto's going to hate her for the rest of her career.
1: Well, whatever. The thing it That's is, what, I mean, well, she's okay with that. Because well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the thing of it is, is Toronto is Trish Stratus's hometown. Yeah, so, but you know, she beats Trish Stratus in her hometown. Toronto ain't
2: going to love her. Over There's again. one individual in WWE history who wins in their hometown. One man and one yeah. man alone. Yeah. And he ain't coming out at this show. No, he ain't
0: showing up at this no. one. So this one, I mean, Charlotte's going over. Yeah. I, you know what? I was also thinking about something. We were, we were talking here. Isn't it always around the time that the video
1: game comes out that they bring back some older
0: stars?
3: Mm. I mean, it would fit.
1: It would fit. You know, I mean. I'm trying to remember. The video game comes out in like October or so. So you start hearing stuff.
2: Right but, right. but the commercials But the rosters, yeah. the commercials yeah. out now, you know, the special edition. If you order before you get these superstars. Right. But
1: at least the last couple of years, it's always been some star that you legitimately haven't seen with them, if ever, that, but in
2: a number of years. Yeah, like Angle was one. Angle won, was one. Goldberg. Sting, Goldberg. Rey Mysterio. But, yeah. so, I mean, Trish has not been around in a long time. Uh, I'm,
0: I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, I understand if they want to do one match and they don't have a program for Charlotte, okay, and if Trish wants to work another one and let that be the final match, you know, okay, so be it. Yeah. I mean, But, I mean, this isn't going to do anything for a storyline other than just, you know, it's, it's something for Charlotte to do on the card. Yeah. But,
1: you know, she's going to win, so this yeah kind of defeats the purpose. Next. After that, we've got the SmackDown Women's Championship with Bailey defending against Ember Moon.
0: Okay. So this is where I think we're going to have a new champion. Okay. I think Ember Moon is finally going to go over. Wow. I'm going to make that prediction. I think Bailey has had a nice storyline ever since whatever the drama you wanted to find with Sasha Yeah, and, you know, how storylines had to get rewritten after that. I think that Bailey, I mean, has been a good champion and has definitely stood on her own. But I think this is Ember Moon's time. Yeah, I think I think she's long overdue to get a title shot. Yeah, a no, title run. So
1: and it's also very interesting that yes, I know Bailey is a baby face, but like she had she had the moment on SmackDown last night where like you know she could have attacked her and she could have made her less than 100, percent but she, you know she didn't. She gave her the hand up and now, no, I want to face you at 100. percent I feel like she might be underestimating Ember.
0: I I think so too, Coach.
2: Yeah, I mean, I still I still. Th- My gut is telling me Bailey. I feel like that if there is a title change for the women's division, it might be in another match coming up. But I, I I like Bailey. What if Bailey turns heel?
1: What if Sasha comes back? Oh boy, the roof will blow off that place.
0: Yeah, literally, it would. I just, I don't know. Like, I just don't see her coming back anytime soon. And I think they've moved on without her too. I mean, that's the weird thing saying.
2: I mean, she's, yeah. not, she's not getting the
0: CM Punk chance in the arena.
2: Yeah. Just well, yeah. I mean, I also think that the part of the reason why she's not is because there's been, you know, she was obviously down working for the video game, too, mm. which is, you know, something that Punk would not have done. You right. You know what I'm saying? And,
0: well, I think whatever the deal is there, because we still don't know what yeah. the deal is going on there, Yeah. that I think that if they want to bring her back, it would make sense to. I mean, I, I personally would like to see her come back. I mean, I've always been a big fan of hers. But I think, though, for the storylines, how they've been progressing, I mean, unless you want to put her over on Raw and finally maybe have her versus Becky right. as a feud because that would be something. Because I, I just don't want to see, like, unless they're really going to go full throttle with it and do Bailey versus Sasha hmm. and, like, really do a long-term program between those two.
2: I mean, I honestly, I just want Sasha back. Mm-hmm. I think the division greatly misses what she can
0: bring. Oh, absolutely. It just depends on what brand they want to put her on, too. Yeah. So obviously though this one like i said i think ember wins and then maybe this is when maybe sasha helps ember out who knows i mean could be. it could be something interesting here
1: yeah after that we've got the raw women's championship with becky lynch uh, defending against natalia in a submission match
0: all right i i i want to see natasha win, or you know natalia natalia win sorry but I want to see Natty win, but I don't think it's going to happen. But I, I'm still just like with how bad the feud was with Becky, Seth versus Baron and Lacey. Yeah. That like, I don't know, like my my opinion of like Becky right now is like maybe she doesn't need the belt right now. And I don't know. Like I, I guess I, I think she retains, but I just I don't know right now. I'm kind of down on it. Yeah, her.
1: no, I see Becky retaining, but I, I think it's not without some shenanigans happening, you know, right at the end of the match where like. You know, Natalia might be close to winning, and then maybe like a Lacey Evans comes out to try and interfere and cost Becky the match, but then it doesn't end up working. Something's going to happen in the end of it. It's not going to be a clean win for Becky. She's going she's gonna to win, but shenanigans are going to entail.
2: So with the incident at the Hall of Fame, Brett showing up at AEW, this being in Canada, I kind of feel like Natalie's going to win this one. Hmm. I, I think that right now with the video game and the commercial coming out, that Becky kind of might be, you know, elsewhere promoting things or filming things. So maybe she won't be around TV as much right now. And then when the video game gets released, that's when she starts to pursue the title again. I'm okay with that. Natty, Natty's always been a great wrestler. Yeah. I mean, and I really, honestly, I think she deserves a run in this current era of the women's division. You know, I know that she had a run during that, you know, the tail end of the diva division, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that whole thing. So I feel like something like that for her to win in Canada, given all the things that have happened between the attack at the Hall of Fame, between Brett, you know, showing up at AEW, this seems like something that WWE would do to not only say, you know, thank you for your service, but also, you know, do you, Brett.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, Natty winning, I'm going to make that my call. I'm going to stick with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm going with. Pat? Yeah, Becky retains. But like I said, she'll retain, but shenanigans will be at the end. Okay. After that, we've got the WWE Championship with Kofi Kingston defending against uh, Randy Orton. Coach, you got any thoughts on this? I'll let you open this one.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, for me, it's still going to be the reign of Kofi. I don't really see Randy Orton getting you know a, another title run while he's with the company until the tail end of his career. So I I think it's going to be Kofi.
1: I'm going to go with Randy just because, as great as the Kofi story has been, as awesome as it's been to finally see him win the belt and and run with it, for me, his run is over. Like, it's run its course. I've seen all I need to see. It's not really doing anything for me at at this point. Nothing against the guy. It's nothing against his body of work. You know, he's a very good wrestler. He's a very good guy. You know, kudos for finally winning it after 11 years of trying. But, you know, you've had your run. I feel like they need to move on. I agree with Pat 100%.
2: Yeah, I mean, I get that. I get it. I don't disagree with you guys. I And, you know, it makes more sense because, you know, you would have like the, you know, the McMahon family extension in Orton and basically have Kevin Owens chasing him, you know, going into the fall program. I just I still feel like Kofi has more title run left in him. And you know what I can see happening? And I, this literally just occurred
1: to me. You've got SmackDown moving to Fox in October. What, what, so obviously this is happening in August. What if Randy wins the belt? Holds it until the fo- they debut on Fox and the opening night on Fox. You have you have Randy Orton, one of the most storied and famous wrestlers in WWE history. Say what you will about the guy; he's one of the most recognizable ones, even if you haven't been watching in a few years. Somebody who whoever it is, I won't pick a name. I can't think of a name. Goes in randy defends the belt on the first night and that person defeats randy how bigger of a statement to make on your opening night on a new channel than to have defeated randy orton on the opening night and really set the tone for their move to fox
0: i'll give you a name but i don't think it's gonna happen yeah Alistair black Ooh, that'd be good
2: i mean i'm all for that i don't i like that that if that's the way that this plays out I'm all for it because
1: if you really want to make a splash and really like get the ratings going, of like you know you don't know what's going to happen you know, on any given week. <laughs> we just had Randy Orton lose on the opening night, and right. Drop it and lose the belt like that to me would set volumes.
0: They they need to do something big, something real big. Like either that or like Lesnar comes over to challenge and says, "I'm going to unify the belts" or whoever's champion. Something like that. that yeah, yeah, that would work
2: too. Yeah. yeah.
0: So before we get into the final match, let me ask you this. Okay, we've had one storyline going on the past couple weeks roman reigns yeah yep do you think he gets added to the card yeah uh, yeah who do you think the match is going to be with
1: oh uh, you're not going to like what i think
0: well i asked for it so i'll take it buddy murphy i'd be okay no i'm okay with that buddy murphy the best kept secret i'm, yeah. I'm cool with that
1: it, I, like, it, it because it's wwe it won't make any sense
2: because oh hey Roman attacked you so you know what buddy i'm gonna fight you ha <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like it will probably be like Daniel Bryan and Rowan in a handicap match. I just I find it hard-pressed to think that Daniel Bryan is not going to be on a SummerSlam card. You know,
0: I'm going to throw you a crazy theory. Okay. Because the more I'm seeing this storyline play out, and I think the whole thing about the falling apparatus or whatever it Scaffolding. was. Scaffolding. Yeah. I,
2: I thought that was corny. Yeah, like, no, it was. I, like, it, I mean, the whole thing is. Yes.
0: Yes. So this is we're having this whole like mystery like you know did Rikishi do it for The Rock again? <laughs> 2. So uh, so you're
2: saying like maybe Stone Cold's gonna be his tag team partner because he's gonna be like I know how this feels, Roman. I would love it, and I would mark out if that <laughs> we'll was the say, case.
1: Well, Stone Cold has been making. I've the been there on before. Let's we'll say Stone Cold was on ESPN uh, grading sports athletes chugging abilities. Yeah, what?
0: that's what I'm saying. Shout out Baker Mayfield too, by the way. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> pff, but legend. But this is how I think this is gonna play out. I think you're gonna have an impromptu tag match because they already got rid of Alistair Black, Sami Zayn, which was supposed to be on the card. They did that on SmackDown. Right. You're gonna have Samoa Joe teaming up with Roman. Because he's again, we don't know against Debry and Rowan. Oh my god. Until the mystery driver is revealed as Luke Harper. Oh. Because why? reasons <laughs> this is gonna be like the higher power reveal that not nah, turn out to be vince it was, and it was supposed to be what christopher daniels something yeah. like that this yeah. is
2: gonna be the same thing i mean the payoff would be even better to me if it just never pays out
0: we just, <laughs> we just, never, just we find never find never out find
2: i out. mean just straight yeah. wc that would be what a way to bring eric bischoff back by having a hit and run incident that never gets resolved
1: I mean, they've already been doing the WCW tribute where that you have it, your wrestler doing a promo and then his entrance music hits mid promo. Yeah. Perfect. What if it's our truth running with the twenty
0: four seven?
1: Let's go. Yeah,
2: he's just he was driving away. He just he didn't see the car coming. He's like, oh, All God, of get- a sudden we find footage and it's like him doing that. He's like, oops, my bad. Yeah. My bad, Roman. Yeah. <laughs> So you, you want to
0: hold the belt like, <laughs> <laughs> like my bad. They show him running like he he knocks over a scaffolding. That's and another it's... thing.
2: How many times is that title going to change hands on uh, Sunday? What Three. Is it,
1: what is it? The last pay per view it changed six or no? Uh, the Raw reunion it changed like six or seven times. I'm you gonna... think
2: they're going to try and up it for SummerSlam? Oh, um, go with yeah, eight? yeah, uh, probably,
0: maybe. You know, I wonder if he'll just run through NXT and do that. Oh, I think that, I think
2: I think it'd be something if he's sitting like front row and he's just like. I don't know why I'm here right now. Yeah. yeah,
0: and you just see like
1: maybe that's
2: where Matt maybe that's where Matt Riddle shows up. Yeah, <laughs> just like bro, yeah,
0: just like bro. He's like, what is this, bro? What's like, up, bro?
1: Although I'm not sure how comfortable I am with Matt Riddle running around barefoot with the title. Like, like, that, that could get a little dangerous. I like that gold, bro. You just
0: all I gotta say is Matt Riddle and Goldberg are gonna be in the same building Ooh, over the weekend. Yep. So stay tuned to your social media for that. Yep. Do it.
2: I hope he does too.
0: Yeah. You know something. Don't get gonna, me going. Something's don't get happen. me going again, yeah. Goldberg.
1: So let's get into that final match, shall we? Final match, you've got for the Universal Championship. You've got Brock Lesnar defending against Seth freaking Rollins. Coach?
2: I don't. This match is so overdone that uh-huh. I don't even want or have interest in seeing a third time of this. Yeah. So last time, what we had, we had uh, uh, Brock returning the favor. For all the the shots that Seth gave him, yep. the first time was Seth giving him the shots. I hope they just have both steel chair in hand. They just lightsaber duel with chairs. Yeah, that's just bang, 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 just going off with chairs. Yeah. No, I mean, I just it's going to be a typical Brock Lesnar match. Yeah. Suplex, 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 F five, suplex, F five, suplex, suplex. So whatever. Brock wins. Yeah, no, I want Seth to win because
1: no, I've said it before. I haven't been watching wrestling all the years that you guys have, you know, but for me, I kind of bought into the Brock mystique after he suplexed Cena 17 times a couple of years ago. You know, at SummerSlam, so I, like I kind of bought into the mystique. But for that's me, that's when
2: it's peaked. That's when it peaked. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was
1: its peak. But for me, the mystique is kind of over. like I'm tired of seeing him on and seeing him with the belt and then just not defending and disappearing off to wherever he lives in the northern part of the country or southern part of Canada, wherever it is. I'm tired of seeing it. You can bring him in for marquee matches. You can bring him in to move the needle, as Dana White like to say. But I'm just tired of seeing him with, have the belt and not doing anything. Like I said, I would love to see Seth win, but I but I fear that's not going to happen just for the sheer fact that his advocate
2: is the same person executive producing Raw. I, I kind of wish that the money – I wish the Money in the Bank briefcase was still out there right now. This is where it sucks that Brock won it because t- this right now with this match would be the perfect atmosphere for whoever won it to cash in.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I this is where Money in the Bank should should still be kind of hanging around too. It usually gets cashed in at SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean, I get, I know,
2: but I feel like this is a really good opportunity in a matchup where it's like we've seen it so many times that you know it would be such you know all right, so Brock wins stale, seen it, boring, yeah, okay, Seth wins, same different, you know, same thing, different ending, but like then comes in after a really grueling match, in comes like, Aleister Black with the briefcase, wins it the night of SummerSlam, you know, or or whoever, you know, it doesn't matter who. I'm just saying whoever would have won it, this would have been the night with the fact that it's a status quo typical matchup for them to come in and win the, the, the title after a grueling match.
0: See, if I was doing fantasy writing, and I know this isn't going to happen, but I, I feel like firing up the, the internet. So what? Brock is going to win this one outright.
2: Yeah, Seth, unfortunately,
0: Seth is not doing this. I'm sorry, Seth is him and Becky have just really soured on a little bit since the Corbin-Lacey Evans feud. Like, like
2: that's killed any momentum for me. Exactly. That's the problem, is it's not just you that feels this way. It's what they did. Yeah. They booked them into this. Yeah, they booked them into it, and they absolutely
0: killed any momentum they had. I'm
2: a Seth Rollins fan. Yeah. And even I'm like... And Seth,
0: and Seth, they're trying to make like the cool like guy. Like they're trying to. Yeah, I um, haven't Brock attack him. They, and... They're almost pulling a Cena on him, where they try yeah. forcing Cena down your throats. They're they're now starting to do that with Seth, which is like stop. Let him be healed. He's a better
2: heel I than miss he is a of... laugh.
0: Yeah, like, but for, but
2: I mean, he's a he is a better heel. I like him as a face. Like, don't get me wrong. I think his in ring style is better as a face. It might be better as a face, but but it's just. <sighs> Like I don't
0: know, you if he, know, I don't know if he just needs a manager or something, just somebody else to balance off with a little bit, just because it feels so forced. Like when they paired him with the Street Profits for that one segment, it was like,
2: ah, yeah.
0: I, I don't know, like it, it just didn't connect. It was like they were trying too hard to get Seth over by you know pairing him up with them for that back six segment.
2: I mean, the problem is they just you had you had all the momentum in the world after that WrestleMania win, mm-hmm. you know, with the way that he did it. Like all the fans were so there was so much jubilation, and it was such a honeymoon phase, and then yeah. they just they just dropped the ball after that. You yeah. know, they just they didn't do anything with it and then obviously the the Seth and Becky relationship came in and it's like it's a miracle that they as a couple dealt with the things that they did because uh, any other couple probably would have broken up by how they were booked.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like I thought that was just a bad idea by creative to force them in that
3: Yeah, you know, they
0: just I, it was just bad. And, and like I said, for this one... It's I, poor taste was what it was. It, it's extremely poor taste. And this, yeah. is, this is where I'm saying they're going to fire up the internet, uh, my fantasy book in here, that I think you're going to have Brock retain. And, right. Um, is it going to be a squash? No, but he'll retain. And then all of a sudden Vince comes out and says, well, let's shake things up a bit. I have a new signee and part of his contract was a title shot to avenge his loss at SummerSlam when he last faced you. Cult of personality kicks in. Yeah, you are. I know I'm stretching. Really stretching.
1: Yes. I mean, at this point, Mr. Fantastic stretching there.
2: At at this point, like whatever, whatever happens with Punk is what happens. I mean, would it be cool to see that? Probably because I think him coming back would be like the uh, like it's just such a spark. Mm. But I mean, everything that's happened since then is such a negative taste. Now, I actually agree with Cody with what he said. I wouldn't be surprised at some point he comes back for a Hall of Fame thing. CM Punk is yeah. you know who I'm talking about, but yeah, yeah. I mean I don't see him, see him in the ring ever again.
1: No, yeah, he's he's 40 years old. He'll turn 41 in October. You know, as much as I know, people might hate me for saying it, he's done in the ring. If he was, if he was going to come back to the ring in some capacity outside of that supposed interference he
2: did at the indie promotion a couple months ago, I think he would have done it by now. And I mean, I like I listen. That would definitely be fun, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. and it would help, (laughs) you know, turn things around. But I just, honest to God, they need to figure out whatever they need to do with Brock and Seth because if they go into, I mean, what's what's coming up after SummerSlam? Uh, Clash of Champions. Yeah. So, and that's a to me, that's always it's a traditional champ, you know, uh, pay per view. So if you go into that and it's Seth Brock four. I yeah. might not even watch. It's not gonna be. A, mean, it's not gonna be
0: worth watching. That's why I said I think Brock disappears after he wins the belt. After this time, that's my gut instinct. Unless they do something where they have somebody like Vince. Like I said, he signed Punk and lets them have a match and whatever. If they did something like that, or you have somebody. I mean, you can't have a cash in because everybody's used up the money in the bank, right? But could this be something where? They now throw somebody in, like, you know, I don't want to say Aleister Black or, you know, somebody like that. But they, if they have some way that they get another match in, or if they add another person to it. Cause I mean, ultimately, I think what it might wind up being too is Seth wins and Clash of Champions is Seth versus Drew McIntyre. Because we'll that's that. that's long that, overdue. That
2: could be something. So too. I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. That would that would bounce that would bounce back a little bit. Yeah. But I just I, I don't see how Brock loses here, and then I don't see how if Brock wins, he's going to be at Clash of Champions. Yeah. Because the, the nit the thing with that is all the oh, titles are defended.
0: Yeah. Unless he decides to drop it or vacate it and be like, I'll just get it when I come back. Like nah. he does he does like a true heel move and like throws it in the garbage.
2: Now, yeah. real quick, can we just Something else I want to bring up, I mean, not to completely change subject, but just overlooking the card here, no tag titles. Yeah.
1: Well, supposedly the uh, women's tag title match we got on Monday was long rumored to be on SummerSlam, but they put it on Monday. I mean, I'm just just saying. No men's
0: belts either. No, none. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Well, that just goes to show, I mean... I, I think, I think, sorry to interrupt, but I think it's just kind of a result of what happened at Mania and how many GD matches they were and how long it went. And a lot of people were complaining, you know, up around various parts of the world, no matter what time it was on, just how long it was going.
3: Well,
2: and I think it also goes to show the lack of... Depth yeah. in the tag team division. That's yeah, what I was going mean, to say. Yeah. It just
0: goes to show, I mean, they have not done a good job about
2: developing
0: a tag team division that has long-standing feuds, yeah. that has something in there. I mean, I'm sure you could pair Gallows and Anderson against somebody. I'm sure that you could go – and make something happen with somebody from SmackDown. Like, sure. I like think they're with the New Day. I mean, obviously, they, they could always work a match with somebody. Yeah, they could always work a match with the Usos. We've never seen that before. Right, but that's what I say. When you only have certain teams at the top, like this would be a time that I would almost say you'd have double duty and have like the Street Profits come and face Gals and Anderson. Why not? Yeah, an open
2: challenge. Come well, somebody- even,
1: he, here's an idea. Even do this. Do Gals and Anderson versus who's uh, champions on uh, SmackDown? Uh, New Day New, have have Gals and Anderson versus New Day versus Street Profits. Titles aren't on the line. Just have a triple threat with the the three tag tag titles you have on your roster. They it's
2: got- just crazy to me that an entire division, not one of the champions in a three champion division, you yeah. know, one women, two men is not being on the card. It just goes to show that WWE does not care about tag team titles or right now. Or they just
0: don't
1: know what to do. Well, it, yeah. it, well, no,
0: but obviously if they cared enough, they'd put somebody on the title. Like, I mean, some on the card. somebody.
2: Like, just throw something out there for yeah. the opening card. You can give them a 12-minute match and still get it over. Yeah, I mean,
0: it just goes to show. I mean, right now it's on the back burner, and I think – I, I guarantee you when AEW starts coming out... Oh, they'll get a push. Oh, they'll start pushing in tag teams. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm su-
2: that's why I'm surprised that they're not doing anything right now.
0: Because they're not feeling the panic. Well... That's the problem. They're well, not feeling it.
2: They'll never feel the panic. Right, but, <laughs> but I'm saying,
0: though, if people start generating buzz about yeah. tag teams, yeah, you'll start seeing something happen. Yeah, then. right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all going down this Sunday as we are recording, so definitely hit us up on that hashtag. Hashtag ODPH. What is your predictions for SummerSlam? And let's take the show home, shall we? I mean, we don't have any round in the bases per se. We don't have any one shots, but we do, do, do have to give a plug to our local fed here in the 607, Excite Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Wow, he-
2: wow, wow, wow. Huge,
1: huge show. They're on- WrestleMania, arguably. Yes, this is their yeah.
0: WrestleMania. It's going to be a Nice Egg Stadium, home of the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, on September 1st. Doors are at 1 p.m., bell time is 2 p.m. So this is how the card is looking. Okay. We kick off Party Boy Dante Drago is taking on Garrett Holliday, formerly of Boots and Lariats. Yep. They kind of built this up at the last show that we went to at the Sports Complex. So this is going to kind of tie in a little bit with that. And yep. where they're going to go with this is kind of anybody's guess. And then we have the Battle of the Hosses, yep. as it's being said by Johnny Moose. Brute Van Slyke versus Pat Sawyer. Real stiff. Yeah, expect a lot of very stiff shots in this one.
2: Probably a lot of owls.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, this is not going to be one for the squeamish. No. Because um, they're going to be no. throwing some hands, folks. You want to talk about Braun Strowman saying get those hands? Both these gentlemen are going to be bringing some hands and then some to that I've match. i
2: taken a clothesline from Brute, and it don't feel good. No. <laughs> it, 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 it does not. Yes. You,
0: you need to see it for yourself. I can't do enough justice. I will try selling it, but I – Coached off, you take his word for it. Yeah. So we have Tag Team Warfare, as they're saying, the Kowalski Boys of Slick Wagner Brown and Jay Freddy taking on Killer Instinct. Mm-hmm. So that's something for the Tag Team Division. We talk about Tag Teams not being in WWE. Oh, they're in Excite Wrestling. Yeah. We now have champions. Yes. We'll get to that in a little bit, but Killer Instinct's been a longstanding tag team in the Excite ranks. So this one may be a number one contenders match. Ooh, I don't know. It could be. It could be. And then. The grand returns as Johnny Moose is booking this. Pinky Sanchez versus Colby Carino. Oh, my. Yes. If you haven't seen Pinky Sanchez live, get ready. Colby Carino, up and coming, superstar in his own right. That's going to be a fun match. And then for the first time ever. Which is surprising given the two uh, uh, wrestlers. This is wild to me that these two have never fought each other. Uh Uh-huh. Anthony Gangon versus M-Dog
1: Matt Cross making his triumphant and long overdue return to Excite. It has been a hot minute since he's been in Excite Wrestling, and I know Excite Wrestling has picked up some fans uh, since his last match, and if you have not seen Matt Cross wrestle, you are in for a show. Absolutely. Long
0: overdue The uh, Cross is returning. See, this is where I get too amped up, and I can't talk. But this match (sighs) could be match of the night. I'm going to give my early prediction on that. So then we have the Rumble Ponies base brawl. With the innovator of violence himself, Tommy Dreamer, coming back to the 607, Uh huh. taking on Stockade. Uh, Coach, you have any thoughts on this one?
2: I mean, it's going to be cool to see Tommy Dreamer, you know, I mean, in-ring and doing a hardcore match. I mean, Stockade is – Stockade. Yeah, he's great. He's awesome. I mean, he's awesome. I I really, you know, have uh, – he's been on the rise for me as far as, like, Stock, you know, for a long – like, for the last, like, two years – so it's really cool to see him coming up and getting recognition that he deserves because he's a lot of fun in the ring. I'll say the last,
1: you know, when uh, Stockade faced, who was at Shankar at, at the one of the previous shows, and they had the, you know, the weapons match or whatever it was, they, Stockade got hit with some crazy stuff. I can only imagine what Tommy Dreamer, you know, the innovator of just insanity, will bring to this match because, it, as the card says, it is a... Base brawl, so in all essence, it's a street fight. It's going to get real crazy. It'll
2: be interesting to see what Tommy Dreamer
1: is willing to do, too. I
2: mean, given the age,
3: there's yeah. also yeah. a factor here. You I, know? Just, I
1: just get the feeling Tommy Dreamer is going to have a conversation with Stockade and go, all right, what are you willing to not have done here? Well, because
2: Stockade will be like, I'll go there. Yeah, Whatever yeah. you want, Tommy. Yeah.
0: See, you want to see a show, and like I say, you want to see a real brawl. Like This is going to be a real brawl, folks. The innovator of violence against Stockade. Like... I don't know what to expect out of this, except you will definitely get your money's worth, uh-huh. and then some, and then some after that. This match is going to deliver on all levels. Then we have the Excite Tag Team Champion. So, hey, two tag team matches on a card. Two? Two? Yes, two. Who? Who? Defending Champions Coast to Coast is taking on the Dying Breed. The local legend Rob Cook and Axel Lennox are going... To face off for the belts. Yeah. Yeah. Should be a good match. Yeah. Yes.
3: Okay. Yeah.
2: I mean, Coast to Coast is a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, they're going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. This is going to be a good match. Uh, Definitely, if you haven't seen Coast to Coast live, they're going to be awesome. So, expecting a lot out of them. Sure.
2: (laughs) Coast to Coast. All right.
0: And then we go into the international title match for Excite Wrestling. Ethan Page, all ego, Ethan Page, what can you say about him absolutely killing it right a lot now? Of uh-huh. Fun. Uh-huh. A lot of fun in the ring. Yeah.
2: Definitely I'm a little upset to have him not be, you know, with MJF and uh and uh Joey Ryan because though those oh. four when they were in with Slick Brown, that, that was hilarious. Gold. I know that, you know, there's various bookings going on the same weekend, so it was tough to land those type of guys, but that was a lot of fun. Those yeah. four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those guys all together. yeah. Yeah. But Ethan Page, though, is great. I mean, he's a lot of fun right now. He's definitely somebody – he's also on the rise right now. You know, he's – a very interesting cat, you know. His Twitter is always pretty funny. Yeah, he is great to follow on Twitter, folks. So if you're not
0: following him, you need to start. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be in the match. It's a three way match against Alexander James and Greg Excellent. The kind of the fight forever almost with Excite Wrestling because those yeah. guys have fought
2: so much. Yeah, Alexander James is a lot of fun too. Oh, the
0: young lion, absolutely. Yeah,
2: I I wasn't sold on him at first. I thought it was like a real like you know William Regal gimmick, but he's really starting to come into his own. The last few times I've seen him, that he, I've been like. All right, yeah, it's got, yeah, okay, yeah, and then throwing Greg excellent too. I mean, Greg, Greg looks in <laughs> phenomenal
0: shape. Look yeah. at the poster; yeah. you can't even tell it's him. We we didn't recognize him at first. Like, yeah. that's how much he is looking in just tip top shape. And you know, everybody knows about Greg doing the jokes and kind of having a good time in the ring. He can go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he yeah. can really go. So this one is going to be a lot of fun to watch. A lot of great wrestling expected in this one and obviously for the title on the line, it's going to be a good one, but it's not the only title on the card. Nope. Returning to Excite Wrestling, the hybrid Sean Carr is back. Mm -hmm. Heel?
2: Sean Carr?
0: Uh, In in some people's eyes, I guess, yes. maybe? I guess, you know, because he did sneak in against Joe Gacy, but I think it was just, obviously, they've kind of had a little feud going back and forth from Excite. They haven't exactly seen eye to eye. Exactly. So, you know, it depends on what's if you're Team Carr or Team Gacy. That's what I'm saying with that one. And, obviously, Joe coming off the Evolve show. Where yeah. he looked great. He looked great on that show. They're going to have a hell of a match for the Excite Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. It, is, there
2: a step, is there a step for that?
0: No. As as far, it's a
2: straight up wrestling, baby. Straight up match. It, All right.
0: As far as I know. But, like I said, the crowd is going to be very divided. Because, like I said, when you say Sean is a heel, I don't know. A lot of people, he's a face, too. So, this is going to go back and forth. I yeah. mean,
2: it just that run-in at the last
0: show did not look very friendly. No, it didn't. But, you know, I think the surprise of seeing Sean come back and it's going to be awesome seeing him return into excite. And with Joe Gacy there, too. I mean, this arguably is going to be your match. In night. I mean, listen to how stacked this card is. Really? And then let alone if you get a ticket to the show, you have a ticket to the game. Don't believe me? Go to ExciteWrestling.com right now. Check it out. Hit their social media. You That's can a two for one. All, you can hear all about it as much as you need to. And go from there, folks, because we're going to be down there at that show. Mm-hmm. So what else do you need? We gave you all this wrestling going on. We didn't even get into All outcoming that weekend. There's NXT UK happening. I believe a New Japan show is happening too. There's so much wrestling going on. It's a great time to be a fan. So if you get a chance to go to the indie shows, go to the indie shows. If you got a chance to watch the big leagues, watch the big leagues. It's just time to be a fan and be a fan. With everybody. Just support
2: wrestling. Exactly. You know, I mean, just get out there and support it. There's so much out there that if you're not a WWE guy, perfect. Here's all, you know, here's all elite for you. If you're not an all elite guy, here's indie wrestling for you. It's just, there's so much out there. Just take in, take it in and enjoy it because there's a point 10, 15 years ago where I didn't even know wrestling was still going to be around. Exactly. It goes in waves and right now it's time to get your
0: board and ride it. Enough said about that. That's all we got for this week. We'll continue this discussion on our social media accounts, so definitely hit up ochoduralparleyhour.com for more information. And, hey, you always use that hashtag, hashtag ODPH. But for your coach, my coach, the coach, Coach Duffy. Good night and good luck. For Padawan J. Thank you, thank you. I'm your host, Ken M. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. We'll see you next time.